No representation is made that the quality of podcasting performed is greater than the quality of podcasting performed by other podcasters. It's the Bullhorn Podcast, the only show with dueling soundboards, holding my mic like a peaceful protester holds a baseball bat. I am Boomer Bob and nestled deep inside of his northeastern bunker, still waiting for his DoorDash order and four contactless pizza deliveries from last week. John Jamingo, how are you doing this week, pal? Uh, I couldn't be more excited to do a show. I messaged you on Monday, maybe Tuesday, and said, when are you ready? Because we just put one out Monday. Shit is happening so fast in this country. It just keeps piling on too, because I I really wanted to do one that day. Like I was, I'm always like I'm down, I'm down, but I'm actually down a man at work, so I'm having to do more of the work, and it's screwing up my day. I know, I get you. And then I had a uh, a client that did decided to do a podcast with an interview and an hour show around it, so it was an hour and a Oof. half. It was a nightmare. There was a lot of ums and stuff like that, so that took me forever, so that put me behind. I'm still behind, but I don't care because here's what it, the, what I do as far as an editor is so I can podcast. And if I can't podcast, then I don't want to edit, and that's the way I look at it. Yeah. So uh, this week's been a shit show. No. <laughs> no, it's it's been a great week in America. I don't riot out in the streets. Because I'm 20 years past the age of where I would go out and protest or riot 40, but okay. or defend against rioters. My time of doing that is over. I charge into the uh, Facebook posts and stuff like Leroy Jenkins. And <clears throat> I do battle there. And it's been quite a week. Because to be honest with you, about a year maybe two ago, I was told as a middle-aged white man that I need to shut up and listen because of my white privilege. My white privilege, not privileged. My white privilege. I need to shut up and listen. Well, I've shut up and listened. And now I have an opinion. And like my ex-wife says, I have an opinion on every fucking thing. And I do. (laughs) And I'm done with pussyfooting around here because I got to say... And I could be wrong, but I'm not. Sensible people need to start talking because the shit that's happened this past week is bullshit. And I'm here to tell some stories. But you're not allowed to speak because you're a white male. Yeah. Guess what? I'm speaking and, you know, come at me. I don't care because where's the mainstream media with all this shit? And why aren't they reporting on this? Everything that we're getting to see are from kids with phones recording everything that happens. And can they not just find someplace firm to stand and, like, get a good shot? Like, it's always like like they're throwing their phone up in the air and playing catch with it while the while it's recording. What the hell? Listen, I totally agree with you. I made statements today over everything that has, go, has gone on in Wisconsin. And it's Kenosha? Kenosha, Wisconsin? All I know yes. is it's Kenosha. That's yeah, it's how you Kenosha. spell it. Kenosha. Yeah. It's a town of about 100,000 people so it's it's not a tiny town but it's not a major metropolis either and uh apparently there was another shooting of a unarmed black man that that's been corrected okay but he didn't have a gun on him and i think that people watch too much tv they watch a lot of cop shows they watch like swat and blue bloods and i don't know fbi and law and order and they see these cops that they get into these fights and they're able to beat the other guy's ass and take them down without shooting them. I got to tell you, these rules that the cops have to go by are to protect the police officers as much as they are to kind of protect the citizens. When the video starts, there's always there's two different videos. Again, like you said, grainy moving up and down the people that have the phone are shouting stop shouting when you're taking video filmed because we can't by hear. parkinson's patients yeah 
The cops telling him to stop. The cops are following him with their guns out. He goes around his car. He opens the door and reaches in the car, and a guy pulls on his shirt and shoots him in the back seven times. The part that kind of got to me was, you know, when it first came out, all of the information describing what led up to it and then some of the details of what happened during and leading up to, you know, the cop ending up putting a bunch of goddamn bullets in his back. It was all hearsay. It was none of it was proven. It was all, uh, well, he was just, he just pulled over to stop a fight between these two girls. And then it was, oh, well, he just went back to his car to check on his kids because his kids were in the car. He's got three sons. He was just going back to his car to get the cure for cancer. Bob, details. We don't need no stinking details. No, we just need a, a white cop putting bullets in a black guy. That's, That's it. all we need on film. That's it. That's all we need. We have our narrative. Now we can burn this motherfucker to the ground. Burn this mother down. Is that how it goes? Is that how the song goes? I don't Something know. Something like that. Something like that. I, I was a kid during those days, but okay. you, were pro- you were probably at Studio 54. It's cool. Uh, I, was a ran- I was of age to get in Studio 54. <laughs> yes, I was. I, that I was. All right. So I'm going to start my diatribe, my rant. Ready, set, go. You know who Candace Owen is? Candace who? Owens? Oh, know? yes, yes. Okay. Of course. All right. She uh, put out a video, which she got eviscerated for called an Uncle Tom or and I kind of agree with this and I think this is part of the problems. And again, should I tell everybody where to get a hold of us to complain and and call in and all that other stuff? Should I just go for that first? Let's do that yeah, first. Yeah, roll the clip. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bullhorn Pod. Any questions, comments, complaints, you can call the voicemail number eight five six Five nine nine eight five five eight, or email us at bullhornpod at gmail dot com. All right, so let's let's listen to what. And again, I've I, I have edited this down, so it's not a it's not the full clip, but this is the essence of what I think the problem is. Shelby Steele said that the black community is unique from other communities. Our culture is unique from other communities because we are the only community that caters to the bottom denominator of our society. Now, let me explain what that means. It means to say that not every black American is a criminal, not every black American is committing crimes, but we are unique in that we are the only people that fight and scream and demand support and justice for the people in our community that are up to no good. There we go. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Stop making heroes out of criminals. He had a warrant out for his arrest. The police are there. Someone called 911 and told the police that he was there and stole keys. They were called. They looked up his name. They knew there was a warrant out for his arrest. If there's a warrant out for your arrest, the cops are going to take you into custody. They're going to cuff you. They're going to search you. They're going to read you your rights, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a cop. But they can't just say, well, you know what? You don't want to go to jail? Ah, fine. We'll come back a little later when you feel like going. Or whatever. There's an open warrant for him. They are taking him in. That's just the way it is. Whether he's a, there was a white cop, a black cop, a, a, a Asian cop, it doesn't matter. He has to go in. Now he resists arrest. You know who else resisted arrest? George Floyd resisted arrest. All right, now, does that say that the cop, whose name I can never remember, should have kneeled on his neck for almost nine minutes? No, it does not. All right, should that cop be fired and prosecuted for assault or murder if they can prove it? Yes, I believe that. Michael Brown, who attacked a cop in Ferguson, where was it? Ferguson, Missouri. Missouri, was that shooting was investigated twice, once locally. Once federally, and I think another guy came in who was a district yeah, attorney. There to, was an independent. And, and, and did it again. And all three times, it was a justified shoot. But we still say that he was an unarmed man being killed. Listen, if Michael Brown was a white guy and did the same thing, he would have also been shot. That's all I'm saying. The shooting was justified. The guy in Atlanta, who I can't remember, the drunk guy who was extremely sleepy... And, yeah. try, and fell asleep in the Wendy's parking lot. Uh, the cops were called. They made him blow a breathalyzer test. He blew over the limit. 
At that point, he's being handcuffed. He's taken in. His car is going to be towed. And he fought off two cops. He was tased. He got the taser off the guy. And as the cop's trying to chase him, he turns around and fires the taser at the cop. And they shot him. And that was uh, Rayshard Brooks. Rayshard Brooks. Thank you. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Google. <laughs> I didn't remember. I just remembered Wendy's. <laughs> and this guy, whoever he was, I can't remember his name either because I don't remember names. At least it wasn't at a Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I'm going to let that sit there for a second. I, I don't. <laughs> Marinade. I do not condone that it was at a Kentucky Fried Chicken. But I'm just going to tell you something. I do enjoy Kentucky Fried Chicken. So I wouldn't blame him if he was at Kentucky Fried Chicken. That shit's finger looking good. It used to be. They don't do it anymore because of the COVID. Because it comes from China. No. They said they took the finger licking good off the advertisements from Kentucky what? Fried Chicken. Yes. We're going to change what the F means in that KFC. Well, they said it's no longer finger licking good. They, 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 they kill, took it off there because China. they don't want people licking their fingers and getting the COVID. All right. Let me get back to my story. Here's the thing, and I understand that they were unarmed, but unarmed does not mean not dangerous. Just because he didn't have a gun or a knife doesn't mean he's not. When you take on two cops, fight them off, and then try to get into your car, there's another video. I'm sure I'll get the link, and I can put it in the show notes. Two cops get a hold of a guy. He's a black guy. The guy resists arrest. They wrestle him to the ground. They use a taser on him. He fights off the taser. He gets up. He pulls the taser leads out. He gets to his car. He pulls out a gun and shoots both cops. Damn. Again, just because he's unarmed doesn't mean he's not dangerous. A lot of these guys are big, muscular, know how to fight, could kick a couple guys' asses at the same time. Some GTA 5 shit. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't mean he's not dangerous. Again, I'm going to go back in the Wayback Machine into the early 80s. Might have been 22, 23. We go to a dirt track every year in October up in Syracuse, New York, the state grounds there, and it's a week long, and they call it Dirt Week. So we go there, and at the end of the night, they have a pavilion, and there's a band in there, and they have a beer garden, and everybody goes in and drinks and talks and dances or whatever and listens to the band. So we're leaving there, and I, uh, it's cold up there, so I buy myself a brand-new down jacket. And in the 1980s, I paid $80 for it, which was not a, it was a pretty good chunk of change. So as I'm walking out, there's this big guy. He's about 6'3", maybe 6'4", and he goes at least over, he's over 300 pounds, and he keeps falling, and his friends are trying to pick him up, and they can't. So I go over. I'm, at the time, I'm six foot, 250 pounds. So I go over. I say, here, give me your hand, and I pull him up, and then, are you okay? And his buddies are going to Eddie Falls. So it's like the third time I go to pick him up. So they say, hey, hey, can you help us over here? And I go, oh, this asshole again. So I walk back. Now, remember, I've been drinking, too. I go to pull the guy up. One of his buddies says, hey, he just called you an asshole. So as I pull this guy up, he grabs my jacket, and he's got a hold of me like a fucking grizzly bear. And he goes, who are you calling an asshole? I said, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. With that, he's like... Pull me around. So I said, fuck, I push him. And when I did, this fucking grizzly bear rips open my jacket and fucking damn feathers are going all over the parking lot. And I am fucking pissed. So I went, now you are an asshole. So he goes to swing. And I'm like, okay, he's drunk. I'm going to take and block this punch with my left hand. And I'm going to hit him with everything I have with his right. And he's going to go down. So I put my arm off to block the punch. He hit my arm so fucking hard. My own hand hit myself in the mouth and put a, uh, my t- tooth through my lip. Oh, wow. So I'm like, holy shit. With that, he goes like to the right of me. I duck under him. And now I got him around the arms and around. I got my hands locked around his waist with his arms in. And I've pivoted and his feet are off the ground. So I have control of him. He can't do anything. He's reeling around. And my buddy says, John, let him go. We're not here to fight. So I let him go. With that, he grabbed my friend and like an empty trash can, tossed him five feet into the air about five yards away. Maybe three. (laughs) All right. And then kicked him in the face. Jesus. So I, I, you know, he still got his back to me. So I drop my shoulder. I run at him and I drive my shoulder into his side and down he goes. And with that, here comes the state police. So the state police come and say, hey, knock it off. So I back up. And now the cops go, OK. And they, they separate us and they get the story. So 
They say, does anybody want to press charges? And I'm sitting there with a ripped jacket and fucking feathers flying all over the place. So I go, yeah, you know what? I want to press charges. I want to press charges for assault. So the cop's like, listen, you got to come back up here for court. And I go, I'll tell you right now, if they give me 80 fucking dollars for this coat, I'll drop the charges. I won't have them arrested. So they're like, oh, man. So they're all getting their wallets out and all. So they go, well, they got a $63. I said, I'll take it. So I took the $63 and I walked the fuck home with a ripped fucking jacket. But what I'm saying is that that guy was a fucking monster. And again, I mean, I was lucky. First of all, I was lucky that he didn't turn around and and get at me when I was running. I hit him. And I was lucky the cops came because I didn't know how that was going to fucking end up because once he got hit and once he turned, he all of a sudden wasn't as drunk as he was. He wasn't falling down anymore. He was like a fucking, he was like an animal. He sobered up. Yeah, he sobered (laughs) up. And we were in a fucking... Something about like adrenaline and all that. It it can do that, man. Yeah. So again, just think about a cop who's got to sit there and then someone's walking to their car and they lean in and you're supposed to wait to see if he's got a knife, if he's got a gun. Yeah. And at that point, they shoot you. You told him to stop. You told him he's under arrest. You tried to tase him. That didn't work. And now all of a sudden he's around the car and he's going into the car. I'm telling you right now, if you didn't resist arrest, you wouldn't be in a wheelchair right now. And they're all pissed off because he's in the hospital, paralyzed from the waist down. Well, he's handcuffed. And he's handcuffed <laughs> I don't bed. know why he's handcuffed, though. I mean, where's he going to go? Oh. Is he going to get up and walk away? No, he's not going to get up and <laughs> I don't, walk I don't think he'll try to run again. <laughs> well, he can't. And that's unfortunate. No. But that's his choice. He made that choice. The cop just didn't get out of the car and say, hey, you're, you know, there's a warrant out for your arrest and plugged him six times in the back. That didn't fucking happen. Well, John... When you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Damn, Skippy. And again, I don't have two degrees in criminal justice that I paid for myself. I mean, these rules, it makes sense that these rules are also there to protect police. Because guess what? The police want to go home too. It shouldn't be a fair fight against the criminal. Because then the criminal might have an advantage of this. Again, I don't know why this is so hard for everybody to understand. I don't know why part of proving the cop was in the wrong doesn't have to be making the criminal out to be a saint there we go and that's what they do they always try to make the guy who was doing the wrong breaking away from cops having you know warrants in in the act of a crime whatever having the cops called on him in in this case the cops were actually called on him his name was given to the 911 call it doesn't mean that we need to erase everything that he's done and say what a saint he was, that he helps old ladies across the street and he he donate every time that the cashier at the grocery store asked him if he'd like to donate to St. Jude. He rounds it up for St. Jude's. Boy, what a swell guy. Again, his past crimes or record means nothing in a situation like this. Why he is now paralyzed and shot seven times in the back is because he resisted arrest and did not conform to the commands of the police officer. Well, let's not forget that he was being placed under arrest for committing crimes that he did not own up to, that he did not turn himself in on. He had warrants out for two violent crimes, one domestic violence and the other one sexual assault or what I call rape. He had those going on, and then he just had a, a 911 call about him. But again, the police didn't pull out and just say, oh, well, he, we got warrants out, pulled out his gun and shot him seven times in the back. That's not what happened. Yep. I'm the judge. They tried to take him peaceful, peaceably? Peaceably. They, peaceably. Or peacefully. Peacefully. They tried to take him peacefully. Uh, all these words I never use. They tried to take him peacefully into custody. That did not work. And now they're saying, well, shoot him in the leg. He just fought off two cops and a taser and got to his car, and you're going to shoot him in the leg? That might just piss him off more. Well, there's two issues to me with the cop's actions. I don't think he should have drawn his gun point blank. I I think he should have stepped back And when he saw a gun. There was a cop, from from what I recall, and I didn't sit here and study this goddamn video, I think there was a cop at the front of the car there was so 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 the guy wasn't gonna be able to like jump in his car and just take off but 
I know that this guy had kids in the car. I don't know if he had all three of his kids in the car. And apparently the cops were oblivious to that because the window tint was so dark that you couldn't tell that there was anybody else in the vehicle. So that's another screw up on everybody there was, hey, I've got three young kids in the car or two young kids in the car, whatever. That was never brought up. Why not? That should have been the first thing said. With the last two, three months of what's been going on in this fucking country, anytime anybody has an interaction with a cop, I don't care what color you are, how do you not know to not resist and just do what the fuck you're told? I have no idea. I have another clip to play. I don't know who this guy is. I got this off of Facebook, and this was on TikTok. All right? But I think this explains everything nicely. I can't believe you got to explain this shit to these brain-dead-ass Negroes. Well, don't your black life matter? Yeah. And you know why? Because I fucking say that it matters. See, I don't need to go out in the street with a sign screaming this shit like a fucking idiot and throwing a temper tantrum like a damn child. Also, I'm not even remotely worried about being killed by the police. You know why? Come here. Let me tell you. Because I'm not a fucking criminal and I don't go around committing fucking crimes. Also, if I do interact with the police, guess what else I don't do? I don't fight the cops and I don't resist arrest like a fucking moron. I don't know why they always killing us. Really? See, nobody cares about your fucking skin color. Nobody gives a damn about your brown skin. See, it's your fucked up shitty behavior is why people don't like you. That's why I don't like you, you dumb stupid ass motherfuckers. Right? (laughs) Couldn't have said it better myself, but then again, I'm not allowed to say all that stuff because of my skin color, which is fucking stupid. Every time I get pulled over, and I've been pulled over a lot, and I know I have white privilege and white skin, this is what I do. I pull over where it's safe. I move, make sure that I can get over into a place where if it's possible, it's lit. I stop the car. I turn my dome light on. And I put my hands on the steering wheel. Yep. I put the you window wait. down. You wait. I wait till the officer comes up. Now, yep. my truck has a spot over the top. I used to have it, my insurance and everything, in the headrest. It's also, it opens up into a storage area. I used to have it in there. And I thought to myself, I don't want to do that because now I th- that is out of the, the vision of the police officer. Right, right. So I have a little slot in the... Sun visor. visor. Yeah. Right. And I put it in there and I say to the officer, he says, license, registration, insurance. And I say, officer, can I, I said, I have to get my license out of my wallet. And he says, okay. And I reach in and I pull my wallet. Usually my wallet's out and it's in a compartment in the truck. So I, so I reach with two fingers, one hand still on the steering wheel. Yeah. Two fingers. I pull the wallet out with two fingers. And I show, and I take my other hand off the wheel, and I put the wild in there, and I open it up in full view of the officer. I turn into like a a magician, you know, when he's doing a trick. Oh yeah. And I'm like, nothing, nothing to see here. Here you go. Now watch my hands. See, boom, boom. There's your license. All right. You I know? pull my license out. I hand it to the officer with two fingers, while my other hand is back on the steering wheel. Yeah. I then put the one hand that I handed my license with. I reach mm-hmm. up into the the thing. I with two fingers, I pull that out. I yeah. open it in front of him. I take out the license and the registration, and I hand it to the police. I put my hands back on the wheel, and then we yeah. have a conversation. I'm respectful, and there was one time I pulled up to it. It was nighttime. I'm not even thinking. I'm listening to the radio. I pulled up. It was a red light. I stopped. I don't even know what the fuck was wrong with me. I looked both ways. No one was coming. I pulled right through the red light. Yeah. Cop was sitting in there. He turns on the light. I I didn't even wait for him to turn on the light. I turned. I put my flashes on. I pulled over to the side of the road. Yeah, I put my car. You knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. And he walked up to me and he said, "I said, I know exactly why you pulled me over because I'm an idiot. I looked both ways at a red light and went right through the red light. I said, I have no excuse for why I did that. I would tend to uh, go for stupidity. And the cop says, okay. And he took my stuff and he went in the back. He did not give me a ticket. Could be because I'm a white guy, or maybe I treated him with respect, told him you exactly did the right what thing. I did. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Also, I don't have a record. Well, I don't have any driving tickets or anything, violations within the last three years. Right. Up, you know, if you want to go back to when I was 25 and under, whew, yeah. 
I one time I started dating a I was 26. I started dating a girl whose father was a cop. As cops do when they're a guy is dating their daughter, he found out my name. He plugged my name into whatever. Yeah. And did a little background check. He did you. a background check. And the printer almost ran out of paper. It just. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So I had come over for dinner and he says, you know, I checked out your background. I went, oh. And I said, yeah, I when I first got my driver's license, I had a, little, a bit of a lead foot. Yeah. I said, I got a lot of tickets. I lost my driver's license twice. I said, yeah, I'm not proud of that. I said, as you can tell, I haven't had anything in the past year or whatever. All my children drive now. I teach my children the same thing. Don't yell at the cop. Don't argue with the cop. If they want to take you into custody, you go willingly. You call me. I'll be down there. Right. I'll get you a lawyer. At least you walk away from it alive, even though it's a pretty big inconvenience to go through all that. At least we know that you're going to walk away from, you know, alive. You're not going to win fighting very rarely. Very rarely will you win taking on the cops in a situation like that. I took on a cop. It was 1998, and I had a cop with, that was a fucking asshole. It was a dick. He did a really dick move. I used to run sound for bands at this club called The Back Room. Uh, I was their audio guy every weekend, and we had uh, set up. We were kind of early, got everything, turned on all lights and everything so bands could load in. And we left there. Well, there was a, a Waffle House uh, a couple doors down that one of my buddies who was with me wanted to pop in there for a second and talk to this girl that he knew that uh, worked there. Oh, and there was nowhere to park. So I just kind of turned around and I uh, I wanted to face the flow of traffic. But I pulled up against the curb kind of in the fire lane area. But I, I was in the vehicle still. He just ran in. Well, while that was going on, a guy left. And that opened up a spot, but I was like, well, fuck, he's probably almost done anyway. I'll, I'll just, you know, wait for him. And this cop come in and backed in and his view, when he backed into that spot, he could see the back of my vehicle, which I had a almost brand new minivan and back then. So my buddy comes out, jumps in the van and, you know, we go. And right as I pull out onto the road, uh, it was twilight. Like there was still a little hint of light in the sky, but it wasn't completely dark yet. Well, the cop pulls out on me and bloops on me. Bloop. Motherfucker. What did I do? So I pulled into the first gas station. I, I There was one about 500 feet up that was very well lit. Uh, big area on the side where I could park and be out of everybody's way. And I pulled over there and I just got out of the vehicle. I just, I just got out. I was like, what did I do? And, and he was like, what'd you do? You got no taillights. And I said, ah, oh, shit. I just put in a new stereo in this van. And when I did that, I must have popped the fuse. So I have a new fuse. I can change that real quick. I'm sorry. But then I begin to like think about it. This asshole knew I had no fucking taillights in the Waffle House parking lot while he sat there looking at me for five goddamn minutes. He could have walked over, wrapped on the fucking window with his damn, you know, nightstick and said, hey, are you aware that you have no taillights, sir? And I would have been like, oh, fuck, I can take care of that right now. But no, he let me pull out into traffic with no fucking taillights like a dick so that he could pull me over. So I was an asshole to him. So he got my driver's license, which I'm in Alabama. But at the time, I had a Florida driver's license because I was back and forth. And he's like, well, you got a Florida driver's license. Where do you live? I'm like, "Um, well, this week I live here in Alabama. And next week I'm going to be in Florida which was not entirely true, but none of his fucking business. So then he's like, well, your vehicle's registered in Alabama. I said, yeah, maybe I have a car in Florida with fucking Florida tags on it. Just what I fixed my brake lights, right? I, while he was being a dick and trying to look me up, I said, look, I'm going to open my door. I'm going to reach under my dash. I know the fuse by heart. I know exactly where it is. And I'm going to change that fuse while you see my other hand. There was a crowd gathered at the gas pumps. They were looking and my buddy's in the van, in my minivan, going, shoot him. Just fucking shoot him. He's an asshole. Huh? Jesus Christ, I'd have killed that fuck. I'd have said, you shut the fuck up? No, I didn't give a dude at that age. I didn't care. If a cop would have shot me, I'd have been like, <laughs> that was fun. So uh, I'm over here changing my fucking fuse. This guy gets out, draws his gun. I said, you want to shoot me for changing a fuse? Really? You fucking rookie? 
and I had changed my fuse, and he, and he came, you're not allowed to talk to me like that. And I said, like what, fucker? And he's like, like that. And I said, I have Tourette syndrome. Now I'm on the cop side. I said, I have Tourette syndrome. I'll talk to you however the fuck I want, and there's nothing you can do about it. The only reason you didn't get shot was because you were white. Now I believe in white privilege. So he got back in his car. I changed out my fuse. I said, now I got brake lights. And um, uh, he didn't know what Tourette's were. And I told him that I've been diagnosed with Tourette's by three different fucking neurologists. So go ahead. Go ahead. Arrest me for for using foul language in your presence, officer. I'll have your badge. Oh, my God. The best Tourette's ever was a show called Law and Order. And there was a guy that had Tourette's. I can't even do these clip. You could never do it now. It's hysterical. Go to YouTube, search Law and Order, comma, Tourette's. Look at that clip. There's also a really, a really funny TED Talk on it. Is there really? This chick can't stop saying biscuit during her really Tourette presentation. She's like, so you know what Tourette's? Biscuit, biscuit, biscuit. Tourette's is all about biscuit, biscuit. I'm like, fuck, just get it. How long is this video? Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've told this story before uh, on other podcasts, but I used to work with a guy who was come back from Vietnam. He had a really, really bad stutter. And I did everything wrong back then. I was a supervisor on a line. He was a painter. He would come up and he'd say, John, d- d-, I'm like, come on, spit it out. Well, you know, I would finish yeah. the sentence. Everything yeah, you understand. could do terrible. I was terrible to this guy. But we were friends and... You know, again, this is how guys talk to each other. So one day we didn't have heat. They had to call the heater guy in. The heater guy comes in and he comes up to me and he goes, uh, uh, what, what, uh, I'm, 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 I'm here for the heater. Uh, uh, where's it at? I said, oh, uh, go ask that guy. So I sent him to my stutterer. So he goes over. <laughs> uh, that's funny. He goes over and says, well, I'm here to fix the heater. And the guy goes, uh, oh, oh, okay, it, it, it's uh, over there. And he goes, oh, fuck. What, what are you making fun of my stutter? And he goes, <laughs> now these two are fucking spitting on each other and they're about ready to get the fight. So the paint, my painter, the guy that, that works for me, he goes, who, who, who told you to come talk to me? And the other guy goes, him. And I'm roaring. <laughs> That's fucked up. Man. And then he, yeah, it was fucked up. It was, these were the things you could do in the eighties. I'm I'm laughing at it because <laughs> I was that guy who mm-hmm. yeah. you were making fucking fun of, but, and, and you know, just as much as I hate you making fun of me, I also hated the fact that I had, when I wanted to talk to you, the only way I could talk to you is to burden you with you having to sit here while I try to get a fucking word out. That's fine. Like I hated being a burden so bad to uh, to others so that I can convey what the fuck I wanted I needed to tell you. It sucked. Again, most of the time was we were in the middle of something and he and I was it wasn't all the time. Like it would be I'm in a hurry trying to get something done and he would come over and try to explain something to me and he I couldn't you couldn't you wanted to reach in and pull out the words. Again. Yeah. Not something you should do. It was the early 80s. No. I was like 21 at the time. I don't know. I, I had somebody last night. I think it was Andrew uh, on fucking Discord. I was trying to talk, and I didn't stutter what it was as I was talking, and somebody else tried talking over me. So I said, check, check, check. You know, I, I was trying to get the word check out without them interrupting me, but it sounded like I was stuttering. So then... I think it was Andrew because I could tell by his little laugh. And he's like, chuk, spit it out. And I said, well, why don't you go eat 6,000 more calories there? You're, you're 18 years old and fucking 400 pounds. Ah, I see. He went after your stutter. You went after his slow metabolism. Well, I'm just saying, you know. All right. So back to the subject at hand. Of course, whenever there is a black man shot, we have to burn the town down. Rioters have to come out and not protesters. Stop it with the protesters. As soon as you set shit on fire, break windows, destroy property, vandalize something, it is now a riot. It's not a protest. Because you can't have a mostly peaceful protest. Once you add the word mostly, yeah, it's no. not a protest. It's a fucking riot. And we need it's, to start yeah, calling bullshit. it a fucking riot. This happened in Denver about two weeks ago. They had a riot up in Denver. And this, this clip's a little long. But I want to play it. Bear with me. Listen to the whole thing. Because this is how, throughout the entire country, this right here is how we need to deal 
with riots, not protests. Again, I'm all 100% for protests. I'll get into it why later. Sure. But here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for uh, coming and having your attention today to talk about what happened last night and how we're going to move forward. The Denver Police Department and the Denver Sheriff's Office have dealt with hundreds of protests throughout its history. They partner with protest leadership. They have a rich history in making sure that our citizens and those who protest in the city and county of Denver can protest well and literally have their constitutional rights met with the police department. But I want to be clear. What we experienced last night was not a protest. It was anarchy. The people that showed up last night, the anarchists that showed up last night, brought weapons to the table. They had guns. They brought explosives, axes, machetes, and had one intent purpose, and that was to harm our officers that were there to serve in the line of duty to protect our city. I want these anarchists to hear me clearly and loudly that this will not be tolerated in our city. You are not welcome here. If you choose to come back to Denver, Colorado, to incite anarchy, destruction, and violence, I will assure you, you will be met with every tool in our disposal from law and policy that we can use to stop you. Effective immediately, I am suspending the command PR bond jail inmate cap I put in place due to COVID-19 in March. I want you to know that if you harm our city in any way, whether it's destruction of property and or persons, you will be arrested and you will be a resident of the Denver County Jail. We'll also look at how we can help you be a resident of the state prison system and the federal prison system. All tools are at our disposal. Now I want to speak to you as a black man and a Denver native. The narrative that these anarchists are marching for justice of black lives is frankly false. The public needs to know that you do not represent us. Stop using the color of my skin as an excuse to tear up my city. These countless acts are not helpful. They do not represent what black lives are about or this city that black lives helped to build for generations. We ask you to stay home. If you aren't going to protest peacefully, you aren't going to use your constitutional right for the betterment of our community, then you need to stay home. Don't come out. You will be dealt with. And so with that said, I want to bring up uh, our mayor, Michael B. Hancock, for his comments. Thank you, Director Murphy. And I really could not have said what he said any better. Last night was a riot in our city. Uh, we will not be using the word protest or march. This was a riot perpetrated, as Director Murphy said, by people promoting anarchist policies and their own agenda, really over the well-being of the residents of this city. Here's the reality. They showed up with the intent purpose of promoting and committing violence and vandalism in our city. And I want to underscore, I had conversations this morning with the city attorney, with the district attorney, and we are also having conversations with the U.S. attorney. We're going to do everything we can and use every element of law and justice to hold those who committed these crimes in our city last night accountable and to use the justice system um, with ever, whatever means we have available and embedded in that justice system to hold them accountable. And one of those includes restitution. Ooh. A lot of damage was inflicted on buildings last night, particularly public-owned buildings. And I have instructed the city attorney's office to prepare, as we can prove, those who inflicted this damage on our buildings to prepare to hold them fully accountable for restitution. This should not be something borne by the people of this Denver, of this city, the taxpayers of this city. Uh, we will take those who break windows, who inflict damage on our buildings, and uh, make sure that they'll be working for quite some time to, to repay the people of Denver for their damage. Uh, so we'll be prepared to do that. There you go. But that was Denver. What about Kenosha? You know, I'm telling you right now, this that policy right there, everything that they just said should be countrywide through the. You break it, you fix it. That's right. When you, you, you when I was it. a kid, if you broke somebody's window with a baseball bat, or you went over there and you worked it off. That's somehow. right. You you yeah. If it whatever it costs to have that window fixed, 
You paid for it. All right. And I don't see any reason why we can't do that today. Well, the left is, I think, starting to catch on that. I, I think the rioting is has been pushed and fueled by the media and others to make America look like a horrible, horrible fucking place and blame it on Trump. Right. Because I've seen that not only through all of the DNC, but in the rebuttals during the RNC, all I hear is that, well, Trump's saying, you know, that this in Biden, Biden's America, you're going to see this and that. But but really, you know, this is this is happening under his watch, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but it's you fuckers that are doing it. He has no jurisdiction over governors and mayors, et cetera. So it's really you know, it's it's kind of very wrong of the left to blame this on Trump and say, well, it's happening, you know, while you're president because he has no jurisdiction over a state or a municipality. OK, yeah. So in other words, he's always said all you need to say is how many National Guard troops do you need? Yeah. And they will be there. Yeah. Whatever you need to stop this lawlessness, this rioting, this destruction of businesses any time. That this should not happen is now. These businesses have been hamstrung for six months over this fucking virus. And now they're burning fucking shit down. Yep. These businesses won't come back. If I was Target, every store that was damaged, would I would close down and move out. And to be honest with you, if I was truckers when this shit would go on, I would stop trucking food and water and supplies into... Yeah, that area. those areas. Yeah, because yeah, that's enough of this bullshit. I've got about a, a minute and a half clip. I was like, really? They're finally admitting this. Here we go. I do think that uh, this what you said was happening in Kenosha is a Rorschach test for the entire country. And I think this is a blind spot for Democrats. I think this is Democrats Don Lemon, are ignoring this problem or hoping that it will go away. And it's not going to go away. And so... Unless someone comes up with a solution over the next 73 days or 70 so, however many days. 68 days. 68 days. So it's not going to, the problem is not going to be fixed by then. But what they can do, and I think maybe Joe Biden may be afraid to do it. I'm not sure. Maybe he won't. Maybe he is. He's got to address it. He's got to come out and talk about it. He's got to do a speech like Barack Obama did about race. He's got to come out and tell people that he is going to deal with the issue of police reform in this country and that what's happening now is happening under Donald Trump's watch and on Donald Trump's watch. And when he is the president, Kamala Harris is the vice president, then they will take care of this problem. But guess what? The rioting has to stop. Chris, as you know, and I know it's showing up in the polling. Mm-hmm. It's showing up in focus groups. It is the only thing. It is the only thing right now that is sticking and the democrats tonight stuck with that right and they also stuck with the theme that you said the coronavirus you got coronavirus and you have kenosha so the rioting has to stop but it's trump's fault right people don't like rioting they don't like having their towns burnt down they don't like having their businesses destroyed and we can stop it the democrats can stop it the cities are run by Democratic mayors. The states are run by Democratic governors. Anything that they need, Trump will provide. But they don't want that to happen. Well, they I mean, thought, let's... Give me a second. They thought that they were going to be able to have right and blame this on Trump. And people aren't fucking stupid. Now, I'm, okay, some yeah, people are. are fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, there are some real grade A fucking idiots out there. And I got to tell you, some of them are my friends. And I love them, but I don't agree with them at all on this situation. Right. They, listen, they hate Trump. I'm not a fan of Trump. All no. I wanted you to do, you fucking stupid Democrats, all I wanted you to do was give me a better fucking choice and you bring out a fucking demented guy that can't get out of his basement that's been in fucking politics for 50 fucking years and hasn't done a fucking thing, is probably more racist, loves to sniff kids Stuck a couple digits in a subordinate. Oh, finger fuck, Joe. Yeah. And that's what you bring up. One of the only fucking people on that stage that could not beat him. That's what you bring up. And the reason that they brought them up 
was because he was the only one to get the black vote because he was vice president to Obama. Yeah. So, okay, here we are. You didn't give me anybody better. I'm telling you, a shit ton of people are probably going to stay the fuck home. They're sick of this. And we should be sick of this. We should be sick of the choices they give us. It's like if you go to a restaurant and they give you liver or porridge. That's your two choices. What the fuck? I might not eat. It's cow stomach or tongue. Right. What do you want? Tripe. (laughs) Yeah, tripe or Or, fucking. Yeah. yeah. Scrapple. Although I do love me some scrapple. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they don't give you any choice. This is, I mean, again, I'm not a fan of Trump. I think he's an asshole. That speech last night was fucking horrendous. I didn't even hear it. I I can't. Two times I wanted to click on to listen to what he said. And again, it's the, who you listen to, that some people will sit there and say, oh, my God, it was a great speech. He just won the election. Other people are like, what the fuck? There was, to, I now I didn't hear the entire thing, so maybe I shouldn't judge it. But what I heard was more of him blaming, blaming everything that's going wrong on, on the liberals and saying, in Joe Biden's America, and then he'll turn and look at the other prompter. This is what you're going to get. The violence will not stop. You know what I mean? And it's just like, we know this. What's your fucking policy? What's your plan? How are you going to take and defund the police or abolish the police and expect that more shit like what happened the other night in Kenosha with that 17-year-old kid who came over from Illinois? Are they like, oh, he's not he's not 18. He's not allowed to have a, a weapon in Wisconsin. Okay, he's not allowed to open carry, and he's not allowed to bring a weapon fr- uh, across state lines. He was wrong about that. He was being attacked. Every video they have of him, he's running away from his attacker. Well, the the one guy looks like he actually grabs onto the gun and and like t- tugs on it. Which, if the kid had his finger on the trigger, that would have caused it to go off. I don't know. I don't, you know what? I don't even know that. But here's the thing. The first, so the first guy chases him into a gas station parking lot and tries to throw something at him. I thought the very first video I saw, which was the night that it all, this all went down. I swear to God, it looked like a Molotov cocktail. It looked like it was on fire. He threw it. And when it hit, it exploded. And then they ran behind the car and you couldn't see anything. And then you hear a shot. Then you hear three shots. Then you hear three more shots. Nobody knows where this going. Anyhow, he shot that guy in the head. He dead. That's the end of him. They got the same guy that was shot dead. They have him on video walking up and taunting the protesters, saying, shoot me, N-word, ending in an A. Shoot me, N-word, ending in an A. And, uh, well, he got his wish. They shot him. So then he tries to t- call 911 because he just shot somebody. So he's calling the cops or telling somebody, you know, that, that there's been a shooting. And now everybody starts chasing him. So he starts running. He's running towards the police. Yeah. They're pushing him. They shut, He falls down, and they attack him. The one guy takes a skateboard. And again, these Antifa guys, they have these fucking skateboards, and they're using them as weapons. How many times do you see somebody breaking windshields, breaking windows yeah. with those fucking yeah. skateboards? Yeah. And they also use them as a tomahawk. or as you know, They, they, they right. take the edge of it, and they try to kill you with the fucking thing. So he hit him with that. He went over his back, and as he's coming over, this kid, I'll tell you what, he's some hell of a shot. He shot that guy right in the chest as the guy was coming over top of him. Now, the second guy that runs up on him puts his hands up, backs up, and then when the guy, I don't know if he dropped his eyes or whatever, then he reaches in and grabs a pistol and comes back at the guy. He tattooed, removed a tattoo on his arm, blew his arm the fuck up. And now that guy runs off. A third guy was running at him, sees this shit going on, puts his hands up, and backs away, and he didn't shoot him. Yeah. He didn't sh- He didn't attack him because th- there was no threat. The time he shot at somebody, he was being attacked. He shouldn't have had a gun. So what should he do? Sit there and get the shit beat out of him like that guy did whose store they were uh, looting? Yeah, yeah, the guy last week, two weeks ago. No, with the, this uh, was truck. just two nights ago. He had a fire extinguisher, and as they were running out, he was shooting him with a fire extinguisher, and a guy came oh. up and clocked him from behind and broke his jaw and knocked him out. Wow. That's, the, that's what that. you're supposed to do? You're supposed to sit there and get an ass kicking no. from this mob? Anybody that's stupid enough to attack a guy with a skateboard... At what point... Because there's not enough cops to handle the amount of shit going on, or 
the cops are just not doing their jobs because they were told to stand down. At what point are you allowed to fend for yourself? That then that's when. You know what I mean? So Kyle Rittenhouse is the kid's name. He's seventeen years right. old. He now has the same lawyer that the kid uh, from Co. Uh, the kid from Kentucky, the high, the Catholic school, Coventry. the one that Covington, the Covington. one that. CNN and the Washington Post wrote articles about, and he got them about a half a million fucking dollars. Nick Sandman. Yeah, that lawyer is now this kid's lawyer. He, I think he's going to get off. And to be honest with you, he should. And I saw somewhere that um, there was someone in one of the Facebook groups who's like, oh, well, he, you know, all he was doing was trying to stop a shooter, and now he's dead and he has a son. Hey, you attacked a guy with a fucking gun with a skateboard, and you lost. Don't do that. And maybe that'll teach some other people. This kid took a gun that I'm going to assume he's not legally allowed to own because of his age. So that kind of makes it a stolen weapon. But is he allowed to own that weapon? Yes. Uh, have possession of that weapon at 17 years old in Wisconsin? No. So he's going to he's okay. going to face those charges. Then he went across state lines. Right. He's going to face those charges, too. Wisconsin is not a stand your ground state unless you're inside of a, a vehicle. Again, this will all come out. He's going to have a trial. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I don't know. I don't think so. These guys don't even care now. Usually, if you see somebody with guns standing in front of a gas station, you leave the fucking gas station alone. You go look for a softer target. Not anymore. They're not even scared of guys with guns. So what's going to happen? Now, when they come out to riot, they're going to bring guns. This could have started a whole civil war. Well, I mean, that kid was there in a capacity with a group that was trying to help protect small businesses. And what I thought of is like, there wasn't like an older, like, like, you know, a bigger guy there. No, it, it seems to me that they attacked what they thought would be the, the weakest link there. Absolutely. They went after the chubby young kid. Yeah. This kid looked like a little bit of a nerd. You right. Know. And uh, guess what? He seemed to be a pretty good shot. All right. Do we got anything else to do? Cause we went almost a <laughs> We almost went an hour on this shit. Yeah, I know. I'm good. I'm sure there's going to be other shit pop up, you know, by like Tuesday. Maybe we can do another one of these. I <laughs> so. absolutely love doing this. And again, remember, you know, we're here. If you have an opposing point of view, I do not mind a hearty debate. Damn straight. Hell, I'd leave a fucking vo- goddamn voicemail, man. I want to I wanna hear somebody else uh, inject their thoughts. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you listening. And even if you hate listening. We don't care. We just appreciate the listen. You can always find us, as usual. All our social media is in the show notes. You can always find us there. And then the phone number's in there, too. So uh, come on back next week for another episode of the Bullhorn Podcast. Thank you, guys. See you next time.